and welcome to DigiKids, Somerset College's first junior school podcast. My name's Grant Peel. I'm the Digital Media Officer here at Somerset. And today I'm joined by Mrs. Catherine Zanicki. Welcome. Thank you. So let's start with a little background information before we dive into today's session and before we meet our special guests, our DigiKids. So can you tell us a little bit about what inspired this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So every year throughout the year, students in the junior school learn about online safety and their information literacy lessons. And in year five, we aim to produce a piece of work that's a culmination of sort of everything that we've done over the last couple of years. So I thought we'd try something different in 2022. I was inspired by a few podcasts called Squiz Kids and News Hounds and thought that we could trial recording our very own, seeing that we have the equipment and, of course, your amazing expertise, Mr. Peel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to begin, students listened to and completed learning engagements linked to the News Hounds podcast in class, and this was selected because it was linked perfectly with the Year 5 unit of inquiry about producers and consumers. And... Information literacy covers so many 21st century skills, one being critical consumers and producers of media. So I thought it was the perfect fit. I wanted this podcast to focus more than just media, though. So our Digi Kids will be sharing with us their know-how and advice linked to saying, staying safe and making good choices when they are online. What a fantastic opportunity for our kids and I'm sure... Our special guests, our Digi Kids, are super excited by the opportunity as well. So today we have four guest speakers, our experts in online safety, our very own Digi Kids joining us. We're excited to have Miranda, Miller, Ava, and Byron from Year Five. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Without further ado, let's get started. Let's meet our first Digi Kid, Miranda. Digital citizenship means to be friendly online. That's any time we are using a digital device, like our laptops, iPads and gaming consoles. A digital citizen is someone who behaves appropriately and responsibly on a device. They don't spread disinformation, fake news, and they certainly don't cyberbully. Instead, they do the right thing and report any inappropriate behaviour. They can also recognise and sniff out disinformation, fake news and cyberbullying. Fantastic. What a uh, thorough definition. So thanks, Miranda. Absolutely. You've mentioned disinformation and fake news, and that's actually something that we'll talk about with one of our other DigiKids later in the session because we've been learning a lot about that in our NewsHounds podcast, haven't we? The other thing that I wanted to ask you about is a digital footprint. So what we've talked about what a digital citizenship is or what digital citizenship is, but can you tell me a little bit more about what a digital footprint is? So whatever you are doing on your computer, phone, or a digital device, you are leaving a digital footprint. I don't mean leaving muddy footprints all over the floor your (laughs) mum or dad has just cleaned. (laughs) That's right. But again, muddy footprints can be hard to remove, just like a digital footprint. A digital footprint is everything you do online, and it can't be erased easily. So Miranda... Just to wrap this this part of the segment up, can you give us an example of a digital footprint? So, for instance, if you send a text message, photo, or a video to your friends in a group chat, that becomes permanent. Mm. Even if you delete that message, a friend in that chat could take a screenshot and share it with someone else. And that's only one way you are creating your digital footprint. Mm. Absolutely. Once it's out there, it's very, very hard to get back. So, you've got to be super careful. 
a fantastic reminder. Let's meet one of our other digi kids, and that is Mila from 5H. Welcome, Mila. <laughs> Something that we do at the beginning of the year, we started this a few years back, is Crazy Sock Day. Can you tell us a little bit about Crazy Sock Day? It's something that the entire college um, participates in at the beginning of the year. Yes, it's so much fun and a great way to kickstart the year. Crazy Sock Day reminds us of our digital footprint by wearing silly socks. We must be very careful online because if we send something harmful, private or inappropriate, it could not only affect us, but other people too. Mm, true. This can be unsafe. If someone spreads personal information about us and the people we care about, a digital citizen thinks carefully about what they do online. Yeah, so for our year six digital license program that myself and Ms. Thompson work with the students on, we talk a lot about sharing This is a term that I'm talking more and more about with our younger students as well. And sharing is very much links with our digital footprint. So Mila, can you explain what this sort of, I guess, new term means? Yes, it's when parents share information about their children online. This can start from the day that they are born, when parents share information, photos and videos about us online. They may not realise what they are contributing to our digital footprints. Absolutely, that's right. And it is something that I am encouraging our students to have some dinner time chat or, you know, on the car ride to school to talk about this because some parents may not realise that they are starting their child's digital footprint from the day that they're born. Okay, so we are now joined by our next two Digi Kids, Ava and Byron. Welcome to you both. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, Ava, I've got a question for you. So, online multiplayer gaming is very popular amongst young Australians. In fact, six out of ten young people engage in this popular pastime. It's important to balance our time online and offline. Why is that, Ava? Thanks, Mrs. Zanicki. It's really fun and often educational to spend time on our digital devices. But it's important to have the balance because we need to keep our bodies and minds healthy and active. If we spend too much time on our screens, especially at night, we may lose sleep and this can affect our mood and how we interact with people around us, like our friends and family. So true. And you know what? I have to admit... I am a bit guilty of doing that, spending some time on my digital device. Yeah, me too. Often for work or, you know, even just keeping in touch with friends and family back home in Canada, but it can and it does affect my sleep when I'm on my device too late at night. Yeah, absolutely. And often devices and being online... can get a bad rap, but we've also got to look at the positives with being online as well. The educational benefits, the Definitely. social benefits, because we are social beings, and we'll touch on that a bit later. But um, absolutely, yeah, we've got to got to focus on the good sometimes as well. Absolutely, we do love our digital devices. Um, so, Ava, what are some of the things, just in terms of talking about the balance? What are some of the things that you enjoy doing um, when you're not on your screen? I love playing netball and drawing. It helps me relax and I also love spending time with my family and friends. Fantastic. Fantastic. So research shows that 27% of kids aged between 8 and 13 have used the internet to chat to someone that they don't know, which is actually really quite concerning. So Ava, what should you do if you're contacted by someone that you've never met online? This is important, Mr Peel. 
First, I'd be sure to tell a trusted adult like a parent, guardian or teacher straight away if someone I didn't know tried to talk to me online. Next, I would block them and report them to the e-safety commissioner if it was a serious situation like cyberbullying. Yeah, absolutely. And this is probably a good time to remind all our parents listening that there are resources available mm. from the school on Schoolbox and especially the e-safety commissioner website is an excellent resource. So we encourage all the parents to check that one out too. That's right. I, as a teacher, go to the e-safety commissioner for a lot of my teaching resources and when you do hop onto the website, there are tabs available for parents, for students, and for educators. So um, it's definitely one to check out. Absolutely. I think it's time to move on to our next Digi Kid, who is Byron from 5P. So, Byron, we have been talking a lot about how the media influences us daily. Yeah. Uh, it's important to remember that. Not everything we see and hear online is true. So we've talked about fake news and what that is, but we've really dived deeper into this whole topic and looked at misinformation and disinformation. Now, they sound very similar, but they are different. Can you explain the difference between those two terms? So misinformation is information that has been spreaded by somebody that didn't know that it was false thinking it was true so mm-hmm. it's like a mistake that's right yeah that was the one of the way because it's taken me a long time to remember myself between the two because they sound so similar those two words yeah. but yeah that's right misinformation is a mistake so somebody spread information that's not true but they didn't do it intentionally so what would be an example of that well byron do you remember the example of rihanna yeah so very famous pop star she actually a few years ago had spread some misinformation can you explain that example that we looked so at yeah, in class Rihanna spread some misinformation about the bushfires that were severe mm. to Australia she had actually posted an image it looked like a satellite image of Australia and it was highlighting all of the bushfires that were happening and that that indeed was it was a very serious event obviously that was happening in the country but it wasn't actually a real image even though it looked like it and so Rihanna was not spreading information to cause harm to anyone. In, in fact, it was quite the opposite. She was trying to support Australia and perhaps even trying to raise money to help people, that had, uh, people and animals that had been affected by the bushfires. So what's disinformation then? Disinformation is information that this person has informatively spread information that he knows is false. Mm, Yeah, so the person that has spread it, they know they've done it intentionally. It's not a mistake. That's right. What are some of the reasons why someone would spread disinformation? For money or to ruin someone's reputation Mm. and also to support their career. Yeah, that's right. So they might spread that exactly to make money because we've talked a lot about that when we're, we're bombarded by media every day all the time, especially online and advertisements, that's that's, you know, means dollars for many corporations and whatnot. But yeah, it could be to also ruin someone's reputation. So Byron, what do you think that, you know, there's lots of different ways that we can combat fake information or fake news. What's something that you could do if you came across something and it seemed a little bit fishy, didn't seem quite right? So I would probably, if I couldn't figure out if it was true or false, I'd go ask an adult for help. Mm -hmm. If 
they couldn't figure it out as well, I'd try and check a fact-checking website to check if it was a real topic. Yeah, awesome. So we have talked about some of those, and Snopes is one of those websites that we've spent a little bit of time on in our information literacy classes. So um, there's lots of other things that we can do. Like in year four, we looked at the trap method for evaluating websites. Um, but yeah, those are great answers. Fantastic start. So Byron, what sort of things do your parents do to encourage you to spend time away from your computer or your phone or anything like that? Um, we usually go take the dog for a walk. Oh, lovely. And do you have time limits on how much you're allowed to be on devices? No, because my parents think I'm very well at organising my time limit. So sometimes I just go out and jump on the trampoline for an hour or 30 minutes. Yeah, good on you. Fantastic. So you're just, you're self-regulating that. Yeah. And that's, all, that's awesome. At your age, if you're able to do that, that's really, really fantastic. And Ava, what about yourself? Um, so I have time limits, but I don't really go on my iPad much. I'm normally just into sports and, um, other things. Yeah, cool. That's great. Fantastic. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. It's been great getting your insights on how to be better online citizens, digital citizens. So very good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, now we're joined by a very special guest, Annie from 5P, who created the name DigiKids. Welcome, Annie. Hey, thank you for having me here. You're welcome. So, tell me, how did you come up with the name DigiKids? It's a pretty cool name. It is. I kind of just shortened digital citizenship so that kids can understand it. And since this podcast was for students in the junior school, that part was just for kids. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. So taking that whole digital citizenship, yeah. taking digi, and then, yeah, it's for kids. I think that's awesome. It's really catchy. I did have to go. I have to admit, I went through a lot of different suggestions, and yours was the one that really stood out to me. Well, thank you so much, because the name, I think, of the podcast is really important because it's what grabs me. Yeah. So when I saw Squiz Kids and when I saw News Hounds, um, not only was it the name, but it was also like the little, you know, the piece of art that goes along with yeah. it that I saw on Spotify. Those are the things that do grab us. And I think DigiKids is definitely memorable and it's catchy. And it certainly encapsulates what this podcast is about. We're, we're here for the student voice. We want to hear your opinions and your advice. So excellent work on creating the name. And, and we're really looking forward to seeing where this podcast goes. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Annie. Thank you. And thanks, Mr. Peel. I think we've, um, this is really, really exciting being our very first. Fun. It has been <laughs> lots of fun, um, but really, really exciting. So thank you so much for no, your you. work on this from the from the tech side. All good. As I said, we look forward to seeing where this goes. And I must say, congratulations to you, Mrs. Anarchy, for bringing this all together and engaging the kids. It's it's awesome. And it's a great opportunity for the students. As it well, really so. is. Thank you so much. We've had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. So we look forward to the next one. When any Ooh, idea when that pressure, might be. the pressure's on. <laughs> Let's see what happens Let's next year happens. in information literacy. Awesome. Thank you. Bye for now.